What's up, beautiful people? This is Fearfully Fit Podcast, and my goal for you is to develop a healthy mind, body, and spirit. I'm going to be sharing with you an in-depth look into how I lost over 100 pounds and had a total life transformation. I want you to be fit in all aspects of your life because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. What's up, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of Fearfully Fit Podcast. I am your host, Summer Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in today. So for today's episode, I am alone. We're not going to have a guest today, so I don't have a would you rather icebreaker question, but I'm still going to give you a health tip, and it's from a post that I actually did today. Well, by the time you hear this, it would have been that I posted it yesterday about changing your atmosphere. The gym is a mood changer. Just that whole atmosphere, it makes you want to work harder. It makes you push yourself a little bit more. But because we don't have that option right now, we have to change our atmospheres because our atmospheres aren't changing us, right? It's not uplifting us. Having to work out at home is a drag, but... You have to go into it with a positive mindset, play your music loud, just get into a a mindset that you are going to accomplish what it is that you came there to do, which is to work out, be healthier, one more day towards your goal, and really go into it with that mindset to change the atmosphere of your workout space, which is now your home. So that is my health tip today, is to change your atmosphere. Okay, now for the topic, we are going to be talking about celibacy, which I have talked about in other podcasts um, and other episodes, but I haven't yet done it where that was just the sole topic of discussion. And I, what motivated me to have this topic was I was listening to two other YouTube channels and one of them was Kiera Sheard. I love her YouTube channel. And she was talking about celibacy in 2020. And then another young girl, she was also talking about her journey with celibacy. And there was just, I was reading through some of their comments and people just kept thanking them, saying that not enough people are talking about um, their struggles with celibacy and, and, and but then actually succeeding with it. Um, a lot of young Christians feel like there's nobody else that's doing it. There's nobody else that's being successful with it. And so they feel discouraged. Um, Even though celibacy, you know, not having sex before marriage, it's in the Bible, but it's become, it, it seems more of like it's just an outdated trend and not that it's actually God's word. Uh, So I just wanted to do an episode to highlight uh, my own personal journey with celibacy, the importance of it, and then also how I have been staying strong. And this is not to say that I don't mess up, okay, because I be having to rebuke myself constantly. But I am staying strong and... um I'm making it through. So I I really wanted to just encourage other young Christians who are on this journey and feel like nobody else is is doing it, um, or or should I say not doing it, (laughs) Uh, other young people who are not doing it, and um, 
and they're okay and they're happy they're better for it so i'm gonna start off by just giving you a couple bible verses because we want to always refer back to the word um to make sure that what we're saying it's not just opinion but it's actually god's word and for instance there's a there's several bible verses that talk about uh sexual immortality but i'm going to uh, immorality i said immortality immorality so first corinthians 7 8 through 9 to the unmarried and the widows i say that it is good for them to remain single as i am but if they cannot exercise self-control they should marry for it for it is better better to marry than to burn with passion and that's in that scripture paul was talking about um was talking to the unmarried and single people and saying that um God would prefer you to actually be abstinent to live without sex. But if you must, then you need to, if you must have sex, if you, you can't control your flesh, then it's better to get married than to burn. So to have sex in, in your marriage. And one more, um, 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin is a person... Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? So that is just highlighting the importance of, of not having sex before marriage, not being sexual immoral, and just how bad it affects your body. And it's not just a rule to be placed there, but it has its person, it has its purpose. God has his reasons. So I'm going to say um my why. I think that's a good place to start is uh, the power of your why and that's been coming up a lot in other people's posts that I've been seeing other bloggers and entrepreneurs and books that I've been reading is the power of your why and my why before was that people in my church said that you shouldn't do this right you shouldn't have sex before marriage so that was my why I didn't read it in the bible I didn't second guess it I didn't think nothing of it I was just like okay that's what they're saying in my church is to not have sex before marriage. Then as I got a little bit older, I read it in the Bible for myself and I was like, okay, I don't want to go to hell. So I'm not going to have sex because I'm not trying to go to hell. And then now I'm at a place that the my why is because of my relationship with God and how much it's grown. And as I become closer to God and get to know him more, um, my love and respect for him makes me not want to hurt him and go against what he's saying. And just like our, our horizontal relationships, when, when you're in love with somebody, you do what you can to please them. And that's how it's been with me and God. I, I really want to do, and not saying I don't mess up, but I feel very convicted when I mess up. I, um, I still totally acknowledge that what I did was wrong and that I need to change it. Because I think a lot of us, what we do is if the desire of something is so strong, we will convince ourselves that it's okay, that this is just how God made us, or that was just the one thing in the Bible that they got wrong. Everything else was true, 
But the one thing I'm struggling with, that's the thing, that's not, that's not really a sin. But I keep it in the forefront of my mind that no matter how good it feels, no matter how bad I want it and how hard it is to resist it, it is still in God's will for my life that I do not have sex until marriage. Now, of course, that ship has sailed. I'm doing this episode talking about <laughs> about celibacy and not abstinence. And so um, I have given into my flesh, but I have a mind and a spirit and a heart to acknowledge that that was not God's will for my life. And I am trying to be stronger today. And so I want to give you guys a few tips that I have been using and continue to use for me to uh, resist the temptations of sex, um, all types of sexual acts, because that all that falls into under sexual immorality because, you know, we think, oh, let me just give it a little head, you know, a little touch and rub and it's okay. But all of that falls into sexual immorality. And so things that I have been doing, like I said, I have mentioned this in other episodes, but I just want to go into a little bit more detail with this one. And so things that I have been doing, first and foremost, don't play yourself. Set boundaries and keep them. And it's okay to set boundaries. You're not weak because of it. Some of us can handle our partners spending the night and nothing happens and you won't be that tempted. Other people, they can't handle that. As soon as night hits, y'all in the bed together, it's on and popping. And it's okay if you can't if if you can't be in that situation and stay strong. There's nothing wrong with you. Just know that that's your trigger. Identify your triggers and try your best to abstain from it. Um, when Carl in the in the beginning of Carl and I trying to uh, not have sex, he would send me home. He'd be like, "All right, you gotta go. Like, it's getting a little bit too too heavy." And I respected him so much, and it was actually even more attracted to him because of it. And so it's okay to set boundaries. I'm stronger now. Um, it's easier for me at most times now to resist. So I, I'm not as strict with myself of certain things that I used to be. But even if I needed to revert back to that, it's still okay. I wouldn't think nothing different on myself. I'd just be like, yo, all right, the devil attacking me even more. Like I need to, I need to be on guard. I can't, um, and I'm not gonna even necessarily say the devil attacking me because it's a natural thing to, it's a natural thing to want to have sex, right? Like it's, it's, a, it's a natural a natural feeling to have but at the same time it's supposed to be had in a certain time and with a certain person which is our husband or our wife when we're married and so you know there are times that I have to rebuke myself more than others or if I have to revert back to some of the old disciplines that I had in order to resist I'm gonna do that and that's perfectly totally fine um, so don't play yourself right and one thing I wrote down, I wrote down my tips, you guys. Be careful of what you watch and what you listen to. So we hear all the time to protect your ear gates, protect your gates, your ear gates, your eye gates, your, um, 
your mind gate i don't know all the gates but to protect what's coming into you and so there are times if you know if you guys follow me on any of my social medias you know that i'm a avid reader so there are times that i'm reading a book and they're very graphic with their sex scenes and their sex scenes are very um frequent so i would have to start reading the book and that's fine. There are times I'm watching something on TV and I'm like, yo, they wilding with this sex scene, going crazy. And I have to turn off the TV. And maybe I don't have to stop watching it altogether, but maybe for that moment, I was getting too caught up into it and thoughts started rising up and feelings started rising up and I had to stop watching it and it was fine. And so I've gotten to a place that I'm disciplined in doing that when I um, instead when I'm starting to experience a trigger of something that I'm reading or something that I'm watching, I step back from it, I turn it off. Or something that I'm listening to, like uh, music, sexual music, sometimes I can handle it and it just be like, yo, I'm just listening to this to the beat, for the beat, and I'll be fine. And other times I'm like, nah, I can't hear this right now. Like, it's too much, it's rising up feelings, and I need to back away from this, and that's fine, right? Um, so never think you're, that your boundaries are too extreme with that either, having to protect your ear gauge, your eye gauge, your mind gauge. And I would say also that I think about the facts. So yes, the Bible is a fact, and I use that for reference of why I should or should not be doing something. But then I also think about how it affected my life in the past. So the facts, your experience are facts, right? So when I've had sex before marriage, oh, that's my cat. Uh, when I've had sex before marriage, I think about the toxic soul ties that were formed from it. I think about how a lot of my insecurities were birthed from having premarital sex because I'm being self-conscious about my body because I'm giving it to a man who is not who God did not attend, intend to be my husband and he cannot love me the way that I need to be loved and I trusted him with my body and a lot of my insecurities were birthed from that and so I think about all the confusion how the heartbreak was intensified all of those things I experienced from premarital sex so that alone makes me not want to go back to that place I was tired of being at the altar crying and praying you know asking God to forgive me about having sex the conviction too was just it was becoming too heavy. I was, I think, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in another podcast, in another episode, how, you know, I was spending so much time asking for forgiveness. It's like God didn't have room to use me anywhere else. I'm spending all my time asking forgive, for forgiveness. I can't hear nothing else. Sex makes things a lot louder. And it's harder for you to make clear decisions and to hear from God when you're engaging in premarital sex. And so... The last thing I'm going to say, and I'm keeping this short and sweet because I really want you guys to retain what it is I'm saying and I don't want to drag it on, um, is the law of trade-offs, which I, I did also post in um, on my Instagram one day, is trading off things that you have, those bad habits, for good things and things that are going to make you stronger. So it's not enough to just not want to have sex, to just not want to look at porn. But you have to trade those things, release those things 
so that you can grab on to other things. So I am trading off porn with more sermon videos and more videos of things that will that will boost my creativity and things that I'm interested in. I am trading off my lustful thoughts for thoughts about my dreams, my ambitions, my goals, meditating, more prayer. I you have to feel fill in those those spots with other things. It's not a, enough to just not want to do it, but you also need to fill yourself up with things that are going to build you up, things that are going to help you grow, things that are going to make you stronger. So don't just sit there and be like rebuking yourself all day, but replace it with, with things that are going to nourish your mind and nourish your spirit. Pick up some great self-help built books. I'm reading a ton of self-help books right now because God was dealing with me on being more intentional with my reading. And so I have been reading a ton of great self-help books that have just, is making me focus on my goals literally all day long. So I leave little room for temptation to rise up because I'm, even during quarantine, even during quarantine, I am exercising my mind um, and focusing on the things that, things I'm gonna do after quarantine, um, just, making strategies, taking the time to literally write down strategies of certain goals of how I'm going to succeed. So that when I come out of this, I'm coming out of this stronger and better and wiser instead of just sitting in this moment and not utilizing it. So even in quarantine, you can still do things to, I'm not going to say distract you because when you're feeding your mind and your spirit, that's not a distraction. That's that's just a, an awesome way of life. So it's not just distracting you, but it's about filling yourself up. And I think about how much energy and focus that and commitment that I put into my health and my fitness. And I was like, Summer, if you put half of that into your spiritual life, you would be popping. You would just be overflowing. And I was like, and so that's something that I've been working on. Hashtag keep that same energy. Okay. And that's something that I have I have 100% been working on and I feel like I've been succeeding. And so I just want to encourage you that if you are trying to abstain from sex, you know that that is not God's will for, for your life. You can do it. It is possible. Is it hard? Absolutely. It's hard. But just like anything else in your life, you can overcome it. You can fight through it. Pray more. Prayer is key. Okay, God will give you the strength to abstain. He will. He will give you the strength to abstain. I'm telling you, if you allow him to, he'll give you the strength. But that doesn't mean that you don't put in any work behind it. You still have to make the choice to resist. You still have to make the choice to do that trade-off that I was speaking about. Trading in porn, trading, trading, well, trading off, trading off porn, trading off those lustful thoughts and bringing in things that are going to build you up spiritually and mentally. And so it can be done, you guys. It can be done. I'm praying for you. Even if I've never met you, I pray for you. I pray for especially the youth who are trying to live for God, who are, who are trying to live according to his word. I pray for you guys all the time because it's not, not enough of us are shown 
um, who are who are really trying and I'm not perfect but I'm trying I am really really trying and so as I pray for you you pray for me and we're gonna get through this I love you guys thank you so much for tuning in please leave your comments let me know how you feel let me know your experiences leave me DMS on my social media summer body fitness I want to hear your thoughts this is a conversation and then even maybe I can bring up your comments in later episodes but I want to talk about it. And so I hope you've gotten something from this episode. I love you. Bye.